The following program comes to you from the M&L Studios. So the first time you hear the concept of Halloween when you were a kid, remember the first time you even heard about it? It's like, your brain can't even... What, what is this? Who's giving out candy? Someone's giving out candy? Who, who is giving out this candy? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy? I gotta be a part of this. Take me with you. I, I wanna do it. I'll do anything they want. I can wear that. I'll wear anything I have to wear. I'll do anything I have to do. I will get the candy from these fools that are so stupid for giving it away. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This is our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat. Tell the neighbors on a diaphragm. It's our town. Everybody scream. It's town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding Stairs, fingers like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Round that corner man, hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting now to pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. It's like a green. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice. Take a chance and roll the dice. Right with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream. Everybody scream. I am the clown with the tearaway face. Here in a flash, double the trace. I am the who and the who's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the shadow on the moon at night. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast, and this is Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Instead of Tim Jack, might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Mom and Jack is king of the pumpkin pass. Everyone hail to the pumpkin king. Today, comments with Skeeter. A nice round of. We got you on this day in history. What year is it? Five offerings. Mm. And being that this is Halloween, let me begin with my very scary Halloween music. Yeah, I figured that was the only nice Halloween I was going to get. Yeah, it is. Mm. Pretty much. Well, thanks. I enjoyed it. It's very scary. Everything today is scary. Well, looking at you is quite scary. Calm down. (laughs) Uh, Today, I have for you the worst horror movie sequels 
So you have a giant, very successful horror film, and then they come out with the next one, and it's awful. Got the worst. And I have a list of horror sequels that were actually better than the original. It oh, has happened. Sounds like a lot of math. Calm down. Scary facts about Halloween. Very scary. Very frightening, all these facts. Actually, it's a list I've done before. I didn't do them all. <laughs> I didn't do them all. I focused on the ones that I've not done before. And we'll discuss. Have you lied? And this is scary. Have you lied? Look at me, Linda. Have you lied about how many people you've had sex with? No, I've told you 200 and I'm sticking to it. It's very scary. Very scary. Skeeter spread it for 200 men. How do you know they were all men? I love the answer. It's very scary. Very scary. This is equally frightening. The Hallmark Christmas movie drinking game. Mm. And it's it's pretty detailed. Is that like every time someone's named Holly or Nick? Yes, yes. But depending on what they do depends on what and how you drink. Oh, okay. So it's not just... That sounds like math, too. It is. This is too complicated, man. Calm down. Especially, a, you know, after the day after you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Very scary. What's really scary is how sick of that you're going to get. <laughs> And there is a bachelorette brew haha. I wouldn't know. I don't. I don't pay attention to any of well, that. Well, I'll uh, I'll fill you in. Um. So let me just get rid of that for now. Um. So we were inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame last night. We had record numbers of people that were in the chat room. Yeah. As uh, Brian and I and Linda got together, and we answered a few questions, and then the Hall of Fame ceremony arose. Uh, I will quickly give you the uh, rundown of what uh, our day was yesterday. Uh, and it always happens this way, real life. It's it's always fun. And it's always nice to have somebody sane in, in your life. So um, when we decided that we, MNL Studios, which is literally Linda and I and Eleni, uh, we're going to carry the Hall of Fame ceremony. Well, I mean, that's a lot of red tape. That's, that's a lot. A lot of people were involved in that. So, you know, they gave us permission, which then I had to hire Norman, uh, Norman Joseph. Uh, he is the engineer that built KLOS and KABC, designed the building and built it. Um, this, and, and the studio. The studio he built. So I hired Norm to, because when you do something like that, engineers have to talk with engineers. And it's, I should have printed one. It's hysterical. Uh, they would CC me on their correspondence with each other. And when engineers speak, engineers speak to other engineers, it's, it, it's porn to engineers, but it makes no sense to you and I. And, and so there was a lot of that. So yesterday, it's all good. We wake up. And it was actually fine at seven. Linda had already told me we've got some some heavy rain coming. When too? And so Walker and I at seven. Walker gets up. I take him out. It's perfectly fine. And I'm thinking, where's that weather she was talking about? While Walker was peeing, 
it began to rain giant raindrops. Then the wind came. And, and it, I mean it was some wind. Well, this was hurricane. It Zeta, Zeta, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, the hurricane didn't come through here, but it was the remnants of that wind and rain. And so it was torrential and heavy. And like any place, the internet went down. And it does that here. And that was at 7.30 in the morning it went down. Now, the problem with losing the internet on this particular day is that without the internet, my studio doesn't work. And without the internet, the closet where all of the equipment is that we're going to receive the broadcast of the Hall of Fame, that doesn't work. Now, I don't freak out initially. Uh, because, it's early, it's 7.30 in the morning, we right. got all day. And around here, they've been pretty good in the past about getting the internet back up. Um, so I was chilled. Uh, I was tense enough to where I couldn't really do anything else meaning paint or whatever. I was just sitting, waiting <laughs> for the internet. To, I needed that yellow blinking light to stop that and go green, and it wasn't. So now at about 4 p.m., which is in essence two and a half hours until I have to start the show and get ready for the Hall of Fame, about four, I reached out to Norm. Um, also, let's not forget how many times you called the cable internet company. Oh, I called, I rebooted. I did Every all the hour thing. he called them. I did all the things that one would do. And so about four, I'm thinking, okay, we need a backup. And so I reached out to Norm and I said, what options do I have? And he said, which sections are you trying to save? And I said, at this point, we would, without internet, we have to bail on the Hall of Fame broadcast. The only thing I'm gonna try to save is my speech uh, for the Hall of Fame induction. Obviously, I can do it on the phone, but I don't wanna do that. I want it nice quality. And I said, what options do I have? And we started going back and forth. I said, can I take a laptop and go off the Wi-Fi uh, and just pick up the cellular system and plug a USB mic, and he goes, no, that won't work. At that point, a Lenny, not an engineer. She is now. Stupid girl. Mm -hmm. She enters the conversation and says, does your phone or Linda's phone have a hotspot? And I said, well, if I roam around the house, I could probably, she goes, no. <laughs> she says, this is something that if you go to your carrier, you add it, you have to pay, but you add it to your program, your phone becomes a hotspot. And then Norm wakes up, wait, that's it. So Matthew gets the information, calls the phone company, adds the hotspot. It was Linda's phone. Then Eleni and Norm tell me, us, what to do to get my Mac to accept Linda's hotspot this is sounding like porn. <laughs> and all of a sudden, as soon as we click the buttons, we were told the internet returns to my Mac. With that, I have the internet. Now I can connect to everything I need to do the speech. In the middle of that, and we were testing it, in the middle of that, the internet came back. I start screaming from upstairs. And I went, okay, we're good. Internet's back, Norm. It, and Norm goes, no. Finish the test. 
if the internet goes down, which it probably will, we know we have a backup. See, this is why you go hire good people. Norm wanted the backup in the event that the initial plan A went down. So we got everybody back on the thing. We finished the test. We were good to go, wound up not needing it. Oh, thank goodness. It was a very stressful day. Well, it was. It was. And, and I finally had to tell, because at that point, we had a text line going with like seven people, and they all continued talking. And I had been in worried engineer mode all day, and I've got to calm down now and try to get ready to Try do to be thing. the RG. So I texted him, unless you absolutely need me, please stop texting me. I've got to calm down and get ready for this thing. They continued texting me, <laughs> which cracked me up. They didn't care. But so, anyway, it was great. Um, I know that we're not in comments yet, but I want to read this one real quick because it kind of made me laugh. Had a good laugh during Brian's acceptance speech when Mark coughed into the mic. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Jen Sim. Mm. Lost track of how many times Mark has bitched at family members for not using the cough button or turning away from the mic during a cough or sneeze. Mm -hmm. Now, he does it at the Radio Hall of Fame's fame ceremony lol that's okay we still love you well i gotta tell you um i did as i was told i left my mic up and i was supposed to be muted by the central system yeah they he thought he was muted well i was on my screen it said muted so i didn't i did as i was told i did not pull my mic down and i just coughed and i didn't realize until afterwards linda told me that i coughed in the middle of his speech so i'm gonna have to apologize to him for that Well, we heard you uh, giggle once at something that he said and mm -hmm. then you coughed and immediately my kids were texting me his mic is still on his and i'm like i know well i apologize uh, as i said i was trying to follow the rules and the regulations that i was told and i did and I wasn't me. I, I I don't blame them. They probably left my mic up because I was giggling at Brian, and they liked it. Uh, but everybody else gets muted. There was worry. I was sitting here and I'm looking at the computer screen, which is a Zoom session, and there are 20 people there that are going to be a part of the thing. And the very first guy to speak, Donnie Simpson. <gasps> what a great voice. Yeah. Oof. Well, the producer is sitting in the middle and he keeps, Donnie, are you there? I need you to unmute. Donnie, Donnie wasn't saying anything and they're just about to announce him. Seconds before his speech, Donnie goes, yeah, what you need? And I looked at the producer and I just kind of wiped my brow like, and he did the same. So yeah, it went, I thought, really, really well. Well, let me tell you what was happening with me. Um, well, the whole day was stressful. But that 25 minutes with you and Brian, I, before, you know, we got on the air, I'm like, Mark, don't cough. Because Mark is getting over the sinus infection and now he has a cough. And y'all know how long it takes for a cough to go away. So I'm like, don't cough, Mark. Don't cough. What does Mark do? He coughs through the whole fucking thing. So I'm worried about him coughing. I'm trying not to cry. I'm running around chasing Walker because he is eating all of the electrical wires and I'm trying to just keep control for 25 minutes it was a day it was but and then we had such heavy rain yesterday woke up this morning and there's ants in my fucking kitchen well we're ready for them uh, we do periodically I mean the ants and we're talking hundreds of ants they have a line 
and they go through the kitchen oh, or the, wherever. The people in Southern California know what we're talking about. Well, they just pop up, and, and if you ever need it, I can tell you the name of it. It's a, basically a, a little trap, and they climb in and eat the stuff, and they're dead. Uh, but so, yeah, we had to break that out, in, in, uh, and we do every year. Um, and you can't really... You can do whatever the Terminex guy or whoever it is you have come to your home. They do what they can. But when these ants decide to uh, have a parade, <laughs> they fucking have it. They need to get the fuck out. And we do have stuff that works. But nothing, nothing works better than calling the men and having them come in. And like, we had a massive problem with ants last year yeah and we had put our traps around and that helped but it didn't get rid of it. so we called in the guy and he uh is very good actually he enjoys it seems a little too much no spray though he, he had those little ant trap thingies his yeah. weren't little no he, he came in and he found the hot spot mm. uh, it, it, which well it just basically was the water heater room that was the hot spot of where they were coming from and he went into he went to he goes i'm gonna go to my truck i'll be back in a minute <laughs> and he came back yeah, with and he got rid of him yeah he did well mm, i'm hoping we can control this because i'm not calling him to come in my house right now with the covid numbers being the highest they've been i don't want anybody in my house right now all right a couple of quick things uh first of all nurse lisa who has uh lost her mind uh, she did an incredibly nice thing. She sent to me um, a crystal microphone that she had made. Yes, it's beautiful. It is. And, you know, it says to Mark of Mark and Brian, it uh, calls me uh, the RG. RG. Uh, and it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, Linda will probably take a picture and put it up, but Nurse Lisa sent that. And it's very, very nice. Um, the uh, other thing, uh, so... Linda and I like to try to find things that we can go into the theater and watch together. And uh, she knows I love David Letterman and David is doing this series on Netflix where he interviews people and it's pretty good. So Linda mentions it to me and she goes, so why don't we watch some of that? So we sat down the first night. We Who did we watch the uh, first Robert night? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I like Robert Downey Jr. Uh, but the next one was Dave Chappelle. And... Um, Dave Chappelle, for me, I had seen parts of his TV show. I thought they were funny. And then all I knew was that he freaked out and left the country. He quit and left. That's all I knew. And David sat down with him. And at the very beginning, David talked about so, so cordially and so honestly about how great Dave is or, or yeah, Dave Chappelle is in David's eyes. And they proceeded to have an hour-long conversation. You, I was shocked as to how intelligent Dave Chappelle is and how he explained why he left. Um, I found it to be riveting, absolutely riveting. I thoroughly enjoyed that more than I did the Robert Downey Jr. one. Yeah, yeah. And the Robert Downey Jr. one, to me, was boring. I wouldn't go boring, but it, it just... And I've watched Kim Kardashian. You haven't. And she was better than Robert Downey Jr. Well, the, the, the main point of this is those of you, if you're like me and you don't know really anything about Dave Chappelle, I think it's a worthwhile hour for you to spend. I don't think there's any way for you to walk away and not see him in a different light. I know I do. Yeah. Very, very sharp. Very, very smart. And very, very funny. Um, so uh, I just have this quick story, uh, and as you know, I tell stories because they help my stories. Uh, 
Oh, Jesus. Um, this is uh, uh, help in the category of this is when you know that it's time to trim your body hair. Oh, God. As you know, we are in COVID. Linda and I are locked down. So there's certain things that go away. Like I don't shave every day anymore. Used to. I didn't shave today. Because you're not going anywhere. You're not going to see anybody except your wife. Now, Linda, she shaves once maybe a month. That's not true. And so hair is everywhere. This is so not true. I mean, honestly. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a lion story about me? I just never knew that hair on some woman's leg could be as thick and black. This is so funny. As the hair on Linda. I actually was able to shave her leg a little bit, my initials, into the hair of her legs. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this actually happened. And this let me know. I thought to myself, I need to trim my body here. I was laying in bed, trying to go to sleep. Linda's over there snoring. And so I rolled over. And I, like many people, I, I lay on my side. And I tuck my hand under the pillow where my head is. The hair on my arm was so long it stuck up my nose and was tickling and I couldn't, I had to move it. And that was uncomfortable. Then I knew I need to trim my body hair. But you can't, you have so many scratches on your arms right now that you cannot shave that mark. From Walker, scratches on my arm, Walker. But I I can't put my hand under the pillow. Well, don't put your hand under the pillow right now. Please don't try to shave that. Because right. those those arms are something else from that dog. Oh, okay. And, so, and his nose, y'all. So the dog got to him twice. Yeah, it's bad. It, and I have a KBC today. Um, so we're trying to break out a little bit. Linda decides, okay, uh, we had seen a thing that said it's safe. We go to, Linda wants to go to McDonald's. We're going to go to McDonald's. Well, because they have the best French fries and I like their fish filet. So we go and uh, we get in line. It's not that bad. Um, didn't love the service. Drive and, through. And we had heard that uh, if you get take take out um, uh, food, if you remove it from the container, and and if it's hot food, they recommend not to do salads, cold stuff. But hot food, uh, the virus cannot be carried on hot food. So they say remove it from the container onto your plate. Discard the ret- the containers, wash your hands, you're good to go. Uh, and just before anybody says, why don't you go to Five Guys, it's too far away to go. Well, Five Guys, no, Five Guys doesn't have a drive-thru. Oh, that's right. Or we would have been there. Oh. So we get it back and it was just awful. I, our, our first time eating out in seven months. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you know how when you get your bag of fries at McDonald's and they're, they're warm and hard and they're so delicious? Well... When I say these were cold, I don't mean lukewarm. I mean they were cold and had been sitting there for two to three hours before they gave it to it us. Was, it was disgusting. They did not give us all of our order, so we're not eating out anymore. And when we say they didn't give us all of our order, I had ordered, you know, I'm going to eat part of a double burger and part of a chicken mix sandwich. 
they didn't even put the chicken sandwich in there. Oh, and the two apple pies they gave us mm -hmm. had expired the day before. It was just awful. So we're back to eating sandwiches at home now. Well, we did try uh, or uh, Wendy's. That was much better. Not that much better. So. It was much better. We're back to just eating at home. And a quick thank you to sports. You know, you guys, I look, I know the NFL's making their money, and I know this whole thing is about money. We need to make money. We're going to play football. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care how many COVID cases we have. Yeah, and, and, and I know that a lot of the guys are getting it. Uh, this week, uh, just today, they announced that the number one draft pick for the NFL this upcoming year, the quarterback for Clemson, he has it. Uh, and so it's rampant. It's everywhere. But you know what? Watching the Dodgers win the World Series, Linda and I every night were there. Oh, yeah. Cheering and enjoying. And I watched the NFL. And, and just, you know, you guys, you're out there and you're risking the coaches, everybody. And it's appreciated. Here we are locked down for real because, I don't know, maybe we're crazy. But see, we don't think it's a Democratic hoax. We think it's for real. And just a thank you to all of you that risk it by going out there and doing that. Much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're good. That's very scary. Hey, I'm just happy my mass Singer's back on. <laughs> and now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> Ooh, don't know my own strength. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. And now, comments with Skeeter. Um, okay, now, a lot of these comments made me laugh. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of the kind comments about Mark and Brian going into the Radio Hall of Fame. That's very nice of y'all that you took the time to do that. Very nice. Thank you. Um, Rhonda says, Linda, go get that beloved Panasonic. You're coughing again. I turned my mic off. <laughs> Jesus. Go get that beloved Panasonic E4123. That made me laugh because she's like, I don't know the numbers, but I know there's numbers in there. Out of Mark's bathroom and set the dial to five and get busy with him so he doesn't look like a drunk homeless man that found a new hat. <laughs> you guys, when I saw the picture of him on that TV screen, I almost lost my mind because the lighting on that was so bad from his big ass monitor. And Mark doesn't give a fuck. Mark would have been on there without a hat. But today, he's got this uh, KABC thing. I'm not sure how I'm gonna cover up the bites on his nose I, from I'm the not, dog. I'm not wearing that hat again. You're wearing a hat. I'm not. And we're gonna do it on another device because we can't have that again. I'm just telling you, I'm not wearing a hat. You're the hat is the biggest part of the problem. You guys, he'll have his hat on. I won't. Then you're not doing it. Yes, then I I'll, te I'll text Laura right now because I cannot have you seen <sighs> looking like that. Greg says, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Hey, hey, you might want to invest in some studio lighting. That interview made you look like you're 80. I'm a year older and I know you don't look like that. Jesus. Steve K says, Linda, you say Mark's hair is growing out. His nose is turning red. He has to put on some makeup. Do you know what this means? He's metamorphosing into his alter ego, Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Steve, it's not Krusty the Clown. It's Nasty the Clown. I can't laugh because I'll start coughing. 
Kurt says, Mark, Linda said you walk so hard. We have two different flights of stairs at our, our home, one inside and one outside. My wife, Vicky says I go up and down them like a herd of buffalo, even when I think I'm going light and quick. Good to know I'm not alone. Mark cannot be quiet to save his soul. What? what? I don't even understand why. Because... The dog can hear you coming out from the bedroom, and he is up from his nap and ready to play with Daddy. I can't help if the dog adores me. And then we get this one. I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be one of those who you and Brian talk about for not reaching out. I am positive you and Brian are waiting to hear from me. Mark from Torrance. I feel so much better now knowing I am not on that list. Congratulations. Been waiting on it, Mark. Mm -hmm. Thank you, buddy. Mike Neely says, Mark and Linda, I have been a longtime listener of the RG. I started listening when I was old enough to listen to the radio and was there with tears the day M&B went off the air. Mark, you have played such a wonderful role in my life. From the ups, downs, and everything in between, your voice was always there to give a laugh and keep things in perspective. I was so glad to have found the podcast, and I always look forward to hearing you guys every week. Thank you a million times over for the message to vote each week. Mm. My father is a Vietnam veteran, and I vote every election as an honor to him and the other wonderful people in my life who have served this country. Yeah, it's true. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, love to your dad for doing that. Um, also, this made me laugh. This is a joke from Jackie G. A young woman walking by a man in a red hat. Fuck you and fuck Trump, man. Chill, lady. I work at Five Guys. <laughs> and that's comments. Nice. So while that is there, let's go and let's do us a little taste of this. History. 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 That happened and we all let it happen. It would be a happy birthday today from the Eagles. The bassist Timothy B. Schmidt celebrates his 70th birthday today. Here, Timothy talks about the writing of the song, I Can't Tell You Why. I remember that I came up with the initial idea, and I played it for Don and Glenn, and they liked it. It's kind of foggy as to what the process was. We had a few sessions together, and Don wrote a lot of the lyrics. I remember him showing me these ideas he had. Or actually, it was more like, this is it. And I remember saying, how come you didn't show me that sooner? And he said, I was waiting for you to show me something. It was kind of a good lesson for me about being lazy. It's over. Happy birthday, Richard Dreyfus! Wow, uh, he turned seventy-three today. Well, this is not a boat accident. It wasn't any propeller. It wasn't any coral reef. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. Nice. Uh, it was on this day back in nineteen seventy-seven. Writer of the song Rod Argent of Hold Your Head Up, wrote a song for Santana. 
The song is called She's Not There. Carlos here credits his manager at the time for the idea of them covering the zombie song, She's Not There. Bill Graham, believe in this song, took me four years to hear it. You know, one day I was driving out Montana Pass and then I heard the intro. And it was all like Cal Jader or the way I hear the Beatles soundtrack for help when they're running towards something and you hear uh, electric vibes, something mysterious. You know what I'm talking about? It's so we created something from that. Day way back in 1971, where were you? This song hit number one. You said 1971. Yep. So is that the Beatles or is that John Lennon? That's John Lennon. I thought the Beatles broke up in 71. They did. And then he released a solo record. Man, that was fast. Well, more than likely, they all knew it was coming. It took a lot of time for them to break up. There was such a legality issue. Contracts with the studio and with each other, and it took a long time. Mm. So I think everybody was working on their solo projects prior to that, ah, knowing that it was coming. All right, all right. It was on this day, and it seems like this is every single week. It was on this day back in 1970. Jim Morrison of The Doors is sentenced to six months in jail. For taking his dick out again? And fined $500 for showing the people in Miami his cock. People are strange when you're a stranger. All right, Jimmy, thanks. Um, it was on this day, and a lot of you cannot fathom this, but I want you to think about this. Orson Welles, you know his name. Orson Welles goes on the air, 1938. He goes on the air, and they do a live radio theater of the war 
of the worlds. People thought it was real because Orson Welles was a stickler about reality, realism. And people thought it was real. There was chaos, panic. Some committed suicide. Wow. Jumped out of windows in New York. And this is just a clip. This is just a a piece of what they were trying to make sound like a real report over the news as to what was happening. And this shows you, this is 1938. Listen to the detail. This sounds real. At 20 minutes before 8 central time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. Now, if you listen to the entire broadcast, the acting is spectacular. Mm. And and it, it really is, if you've never heard it, it's worth your time to dig it up. It's around. You can hear the whole thing. I think it was only an hour. Uh, but craziness, and it was on this day that it happened. Uh, it was also on this day hold back Hold up, in, hold up. I got a text from Matt about um, John Lennon. Uh That was his second solo album. Mm -hmm. First one came out in 1970, same year they broke up. Hey, Matt, why don't you shove about 12 dicks in your mouth and chew on those? So, are you telling me that Matthew knows more about the Beatles than you do, Mark? Absolutely. Oh, my (laughs) God. That guy studies them, he's an insane man. I was on this day back in 1969. Good stuff. Uh, Fleetwood Mac released the song Oh Well Here. Fleetwood Mac drummer Mick Fleetwood talks about that song. Definitely part and parcel of Fleetwood Mac. We still do it on stage. I believe we always will do it. Of course, it's one of Peter's songs. I think it's a classic song. It holds up. It demonstrated his ability as a songwriter in no uncertain terms. And remember this Oh Well Part 2, which a lot of people haven't heard or don't know about. That's sort of somewhat interesting. A great song. Matthew, I'm playing my rain stick. about the shape I'm in. I can't sing, I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answers that you want me to. all day. Ah, I think I'll just sit down great. here and play my rain stick today. Okay, see, this is all sounding nasty. Yeah, it does. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, one of the nicest men you will ever meet. I'm not kidding. Henry Winkler, mm. the Fonz, is 75. Hey, Fonz, uh, you got a great 
we can use? Yeah. Hey, I'll get you a girl. Now get out of here. I'll never get my laundry done. <laughs> I was on this day back Wait, at... We saw him at um, Nate Nell's one time. Oh, we did. And yeah. I didn't I didn't bother him. No, I, di- I no. didn't say anything. No. I didn't want to interrupt him. Uh, Nate and Al's man. God, you talk about things that you miss. When Linda and I were there in California, it was a staple for us. Nate and Al's, it's been there for 300 years in Beverly Hills. We would walk down for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, it's not that... I told you guys, whenever I'm in a, a city for a film or, or, or whatever the re- I find a good Jewish deli because breakfast, lunch, dinner, they lay it out. It's always great. And that's what Nate and Al's is. They bring you, you ask for um, cantaloupe and they bring you half a cantaloupe and somehow they they go under it with a blade and they cut it but it's still in the shell and it looks like a cantaloupe. It's cutting squares. Jesus yeah. Christ. Don't even start. Who started this? I did. Um, this day, 1964, the Beatles released A Hard Day's Night. Here, George Harrison talks about the origin of the title of the song. Ringo, he was good at coming up with things like that. It was just a slip of the tongue, really. You know, he said, it's been a hard day's night. You know, when we'd been doing a gig and driving and doing all that stuff, and he just said it. And we'd all fall around on the floor because Ringo would just say these things quite instantly. It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a dog It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping My rain stick makes everything better, Mm. and I couldn't agree more. Uh, All right, let me get my uh, scary music because this is the Halloween special. Uh, I got a joke, and it's so funny, it's scary. He's over there. No, he's right down here on my feet. We're good. Okay, all right. Uh, A close friend of ours has a pet dog. It's a schnauzer who is now 10 years old and can barely hear. Our friend's wife took it to the vet for a checkup, and the vet found the hearing problem was due to hair in the dog's ears. He trimmed out all the hair, cleaned both ears, and the dog could then hear fine. The vet told her that she should keep the hair from growing back simply by rubbing some Nair, the hair remover, in the dog's ears once a month. So she goes to the store and she bought Nair, hair remover. At the register, the pharmacist told her, look, if you're going to use this under your arms, don't use deodorant for a few days. She said, I'm not using it under my arms. Pharmacist said, well, if you're going to Use it on your legs. Don't use body lotion for a couple of days. She said, I'm not 
using it on my legs either. If you must know, I'm using it on my schnauzer. <laughs> Pharmacist said, well, you should stay off your bicycle for a week. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Wait, before we go any further, there's mm-hmm. one thing we forgot to talk about. We forgot to talk oh, about that's right. your listeners, yours and Brian's listeners, paying for this ad in the Radio Hall of Fame what is this uh, program? program. Uh, it was pretty moving, quite frankly. Laura put this together. Um, there was a GoFundMe page, and in the program, it's literally the first page when you open it. There it is, a full page of Mark and Brian. Well, it says, congratulations on your induction into the Radio Hall of Fame. Hootie who, Mark and Brian. Love you, the listeners. Now, it, the background color of the page is gold, and if you look carefully, Every single name of every person who donated money is there. It's awesome. It is. I mean, very moving that you guys would spend your money to do that. Yeah, it's awesome. It was way awesome and and, and very, very moving. All right, here we go. Uh, We're doing pretty good. All right, remember that year. What year is it? Mm. We have five for you. Didn't have a holiday this, uh, this time, so we're good. Here we go. Uh, are you prepared? I'm prepared. What? Well, what did I do? Oh, there it is. I got it. I got it. I'm good. Song said year. One Movie. You had a talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a You know, um, it's been forever since I saw the Rockies, but I, I don't know if people really remember how effective Burgess Meredith was. What, what year did that come out? So, oh. Ah, I got the decade at least. 70. Yeah, but if you don't have that, you shouldn't be playing the it's game. It's the fucking Eagles. They were all over the place, man. I need, I need you to calm down. What is this? Oh, headlines. Mission Control as Viking 1 touchdown on Mars. After its 11 months in space, showing us the rocky field where it had landed directly below the camera. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to say it was uh, either 1975, 76, 77, or 78. Well, I can confirm that it's one of those years. Oh, you know I'll pick the wrong one. I don't know anything. So I'll, I'll go with uh, my first thought, which was 19... Today. Well, I want to say 75, but I'm going to say... 78. It is 1970... Six. Ah! Why I hate the Eagles. Yeah. Song said year. Now it cuts like a knife. But it feels so right. Movie. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are trading places. Do you have any better ideas? It occurs to me that the best way you hurt rich people is by turning them into poor people. 
I haven't seen that movie in forever. I just remember how much I liked Eddie Murphy in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Headlines. Karen Carpenter, whose soft and mellow voice was known to millions, died at the hospital in Downey this morning of cardiac arrest. No. All right, so it's Brian Adams. And usually when I say either 1983 or 84, I get him correct. So I will just go with 1983. Final answer? Yeah. It is 1983. Yeah! Now it cuts like a knife. But it feels so okay. I'm, I'm one for two. You sure are. Well done. Way to go. Yes. You're not a complete dumbass. Not yet. Song from said year. Gonna leave me wasting away the streets of Philadelphia. Um, I don't know who that is. Bruce Springsteen. Streets of Philadelphia, the movie won an Academy Award. All right. Oh. oh. Um, movie. This may help you. Jamie Lee Curtis. How'd it go at the convention, honey? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love the computer business. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. True lies. Mm, yeah, but they were all bad. Headlines. Rockets again by six. I have no idea. So I'll say 19... 1987. Mm. It is 1994. Oh, damn. damn. That makes you one for three. That makes me... I was way off on that. You really were. Here we go. Song said year. What the fuck? Or who the fuck? Wow. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Had you heard that before? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, I am from classic rock. <laughs> the RG. All right, this may help rock. you. Movie. A legendary figure. Picked on day from Australia. About to encounter a world more treacherous than any he has ever known. Two beers, all right? One for me, one for me, mate. Crocodile Dundee. And headlines. Little roller up along first. Behind the band. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. You know, in World Series history, that has to be one of the most memorable. But the question on the block is, what year is it? Well, wasn't Pink Floyd popular in the 70s? So I'll say 1972. Uh, Linda, Crocodile Dundee, the movie, 1972, really? It is 1986. Damn. It's all right. You were 14 years off. This is pretty.
pretty scary. Yeah, you're one for four. <laughs> you the best you could do is two for five. Uh, you got a shot here. You got a shot. Song said year. Movie. William Shatner. Take us out. Is Captain James T. Kirk. Leonard Nimoy. Is Mr. Spock. Science officer. Star Trek. The motion picture. And headlines. Chrysler Corporation took its case to Washington today. Speaking before the House Banking Committee, Chrysler Chairman Lee Iacocca said the number three automaker needs a federal loan guarantee to keep its creditors in line. She is one for four. I have no fucking idea. It's very scary if she goes... Is it either 78 or 79? Is it in the 70s? I can confirm it is in the 70s. Alrighty. I'll just go nice. I can also confirm that the two years you mentioned is... One of them correct. Okay, so we'll, we know I'll pick the wrong one. No, that's the negative side. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Watch this. It'll be the wrong one. I'll say 1979. Is that a final answer? Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. You're one for four. <laughs> Two for five is at least respectable. It's not great. Again, I want to say, what was your hey, answer? I was happy. I'm happy that I got one right. I just want to say again, what was your answer? 1979. And that's a final answer. Yep. It is 1970. scary in here very frightening it's the Mark and Linda Halloween special here we go Halloween fun facts most of these you don't know you say you do but you don't Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas which blows me away why because Second to Christmas? Look at Fourth of July. Look at Easter. Second to Christmas, because Christmas is the king by far. Yeah, but this, you've got candy, you've got parties, you've got costumes. Hmm? It's everything. Well. Not this year, but it's everything. They're saying Armageddon, the apocalyptic COVID-19 spread begins with Halloween then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. Fauci is calling for it devastation, and he says, we're going in the wrong direction. But you may choose not to listen to Fauci because he's just a scientist. Mm -mm -mm. It's what he does for a living, and he happens to be a doctor of it. But go ahead. According to Irish, is this too scary for you? Not yet. All right. According to Irish legend, Jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack, who, because he tricked the devil several times, was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. He was condemned to wander the earth 
waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. Wow. Jack-o'-lantern. That's where it came from. Black and orange are typically associated with Halloween. Orange is a symbol of strength and endurance and stands for the harvest and autumn. Black is typically... Black is typically a symbol of death and darkness and acts as a reminder that Halloween once was a festival that marked the boundaries between life and death. According to tradition, now you may want to try this if you're bold. According to tradition, if a person wears his or her clothes inside out and then walks backwards on Halloween, he or she will see a witch at midnight. don't even have to do that. All you got to do is turn around and look at me. <laughs> During the pre-Halloween celebration of Samhain. Samhain? Samhain. Now, this is kind of a... Oh, oh. Sam. Yes. Okay, I thought you said San. No. Uh, this is where a term came from, so listen carefully. During the pre-Halloween celebration of Samhain, bonfires were lit to ensure the sun would return after the long, hard winter. Often, druid priests would throw the bones of cattle into the flames. Oh, damn. And it was hence called a bone fire, shortened to bonfire. I don't like that. This is scary. Fuck. In 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died of cyanide poisoning after eating Halloween candy. Investigators learned that his own father had taken Uh. out a $20,000 life insurance policy on each of his children and had poisoned his own son. Oh, my God. Now, I told Linda that we're going to do it, and we are. We've already done one of them. We're going to do the other. Both Salem, Massachusetts and Anoka, Minnesota Anoka. proclaim themselves as the Halloween capital of the world. Well, we've been to Salem, and it's awesome. We have, and we've told you about this. Um, We went Halloween weekend, or the weekend before Halloween. It was incredible. The people that come are dressed up in the most unbelievable outfits. We went to the Witch Museum, uh, and it was just great. Salem is a little bitty town. Um, The one thing that I can tell you is if you are going to go the weekend before Halloween, get there super early parking is a nightmare Mm -hmm. and that's the one thing we did we were in boston we drove up took an hour it was absolutely so skeeter and i will be heading to anoka minnesota 
Whenever we can get out of this house. In many countries, such as France and Australia, Halloween is seen as unwanted and overly commercial American influence. Mm, Oh, well. Fuck. Oh, it's over. Well, that was really good. It was excellent. Let me get that going again. Halloween background. Same one? I thought you had another one. I have that. Hmm. (laughs) Children are more than twice as likely to be killed in a pedestrian car accident on Halloween than any other night. But the commercial people don't care. They just want you to buy the candy. All right. Here we go. Sequels that were awful. The worst sequels to big hits. Scary movies? Horror. It's Halloween, of course. Okay. I will not have seen any of these. I would I would think not. Okay. The sequel to Blair Witch. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, which I saw Blair Witch, I thought it was stupid. I mean, I will say that it was kind of interesting throughout and then you get to the end and it was nothing. Ooh. It pissed me off. Uh well apparently uh The Howling, the sequel was awful. The Howling New Moon Rising. They didn't like it. Well, they assumed that you saw Silent Night, A Deadly Night. Uh, The sequel to it was apparently terrible. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. This was not the direct sequel. It was one of them to Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Was it really, though? No. Okay. Um, Halloween. Boy, there's so many of these that you could pick. Uh, they picked Halloween Resurrection, which was 20 years later and Laurie Strode and the whole thing. I'll go ahead and tell you the direct sequel, Halloween 2, because it picked up where the original great Halloween left off. It was just awful. And Linda, who hates horror films, we were dating. I was hosting the screening of Halloween 2. She thinks she saw the original Halloween. She didn't. I think it was the original. Uh, it, I, Linda, Linda, when were we dating? In the 80s. 80s, right. The original... 1981. Ha- right. The original Halloween was 1978. So, oh, oh. So we didn't go see Oh, you. okay. You saw an awful movie. Awfully scary movie. No. Scary because it was terrible. What is he doing? He is, let me let me look. Hang on. I gotta watch the dog. He can't be chewing wires and I think we're good. Yeah, hang on, what's she saying? Um, okay, Hellraiser. The first one was great. They chose Hellraiser Revelations, crap. And any of Jaws, other than the original is garbage. They went with Jaws the Revenge. I've seen that one. And then we have movies that were better than the original. Sequels that were better than the original. I've actually never seen this one all the way through. Oh, how come? I don't know. Oh. But I have it. And you, got, I, you got too scared. And I have it. The original was Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. They say that the sequel 
is even better, The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Hostel Part 2. I didn't see Hostel Part 1. The Devil's Rejects. Hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. I did see it quite good. Hmm. Now, they say here that Evil Dead 2 was better than 1. That's bullshit. I completely disagree. And let's listen to some kids chanting. I have for you now something very, very frightening. So the Hallmark Christmas movies are, they're there. Yeah, it used they're, to be, they're already running them now. Yeah, it used to be it was just the weekend. Now they're there. Those of you that want this, there is a Hallmark drinking game. Now there are categories of, there's three categories. The following are to take a drink when... Just a drink. You're, you're drinking whatever, and you take a sip. The second category is finish your drink when. Oh, damn. And the third category is take a shot when. Mm. So you're, you're going to have to have somebody who's not drinking to follow the rules. <laughs> Here we go. This is when you simply take a sip. Okay. Take a drink. When two attractive people bump into each other. Okay. When someone mentions how much they hate Christmas. Mm, that's often. Someone complains about the big city. <laughs> yep. You see a balsam hill Christmas tree. What does that mean exactly? Balsam hill. That's the name, that's the name of the tree. Okay. Um, the town goes caroling. Someone makes Christmas cookies. Oh, that's in every one. I love this. Two characters almost kiss mm -hmm. and now oh no and one other a character has a tight deadline oh yeah these two categories is when you finish your drink when a character rediscovers the magic of Christmas I'm missing the Halloween music behind this sorry so sorry When a character rediscovers the magic of Christmas and when there is a misunderstanding between the main characters. There's always a misunderstanding. That's why you finish your drink on that one. 20 minutes before the movie's over. There's always a misunderstanding. The next two categories are obvious. I love it. And this is when you take a shot. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. The main characters fall in love. Okay. And it starts snowing when the main characters Just kiss. kiss. <laughs> All right, Walker, what are we doing down here, buddy? All right, good. Good. I just oh, just so y'all know, I took him um, to the vet on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It was a, another curbside visit it was fucking pouring down rain but the doctor still came out to the car took him back he weighed eight, i think it was eight four so he's getting bigger 
And he's so cute. And he won't fit into his toy chest anymore. He tries, but he can't get in there anymore. And he's sleeping through the night. He sleeps like from 9.30 to 7. Uh-oh, no, Mark, no. He's trying to get to your nose. No, 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 stop that. I got I got enough worries with you in your face. I couldn't love that fucking dog more. It's ridiculous. All right, let's get to business, shall we? Oh, my bad. All right, now this I kind of like. Um, we'll get back to the scary. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to wrap up the show today. Uh, someone sent this to us. It's pretty good. Uh, it is a, uh, a group, musical group. They're called the Slash Street Boys. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So I'm going to wrap up the show with that. I'd rather you play it right now. No. Yes. Uh, no. Yes. Not. Yes. I'm wrapping up the show with it. Decisions have been made. This is pretty good. Um, with the pandemic, musicians can't tour, so they're kind of doing whatever. From a virtual situation, they found a way to make it work. The Doobie Brothers got with Peter. Oh, you'll play this. I have a plan, and it's scary. Shut up. Here we go. The Doobie Brothers hooked up with Peter Frampton and they redid Eric Clapton's Let It Rain. The video is on YouTube. You can watch it. It's pretty great. They're all in different locations, obviously. But this is pretty strong. Peter is on lead guitar and he's the second voice who sings. Here is a taste of that. some time to kill then you may want to check that out on youtube doobie brothers peter frampton this is scary i've never heard of this um i don't watch the bachelor or the bachelorette just a week ago i saw the bachelorette being interviewed i guess on abc good morning america uh her name is claire crawley she has been fired from the bachelorette Linda. I'm not talking to you. Why? What did I do? Because I I don't I wanna I want you to play that song. <sighs> Alright, can I at least finish the Bachelorette thing? 
Act like you're listening, and I'm not going to play it if you don't. If you must. The Bachelorette has been replaced. Produced, they asked why. Producer said because she was boring. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, you want a good show. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they, they rather than Claire quitting after finding the love of her life, the producers shoved her out because she is boring. Uh, last week featured a group date where Claire, the bachelorette, refused to hand out a rose. <laughs> Producer said that was the moment for us that Claire needed to be replaced. We hired the wrong one. Wow. That, I mean, I will say when I saw her being interviewed, I thought, I don't love her vibe. Hmm. I think she, I think she might be kind of bitchy. I don't know. Well, they said we hired the wrong one and they have replaced her. I love that. Who'd they replace her with? Um, oh shit, he actually has it. Uh, Taisha Adams. Okay. All right, there we go. So, Linda insists she's gonna be cranky about it. I guess she doesn't understand I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh geez, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to live that down now. I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this is a group of musicians. They call themselves the Slash Street Boys. You really should see the video because they're dressed up. Yeah. This is I'll Kill You That Way. Yeah, yeah. You on fire with gas and a lighter you scream when I say I'll kill you that way Enough of that backwards bullshit. 
Jason, Michael, bring it back, bitch. No matter the distance, I want you to know that I can guarantee. I say you on fire with gas and a lighter. I say. you on fire with gas in my lighter. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Yes. You know what that is? Scary, scary. That is very scary. This Did is you scary. say there was a video of that? Oh, yeah. What's their name again? The Slash Street Boys. Slash Street Boys. Uh, this is scary. Los Angeles health food store. I'll just tell it. There's a photograph. It's everywhere. A dominatrix. Hang on. I gotta hang on. A dominatrix came walking into a Los Angeles health food store with her dominant. No, she's the dominant with her slave mm-hmm. on all fours. Was he naked? No, he wasn't naked. She wasn't either. But she walked him into the store on a collar and a chain. Huh? Leash, leash, everything, all that. Um, She said, they asked, why'd you do it? She said, well, I was working and I needed juice. So she brought her her slave into the room. There's pictures. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, seeing Los Angeles, they don't say where. It went viral immediately. I'm sure. And she wasn't by any means you know, really scantily clad, high leather boots. Uh, and her name is Lark, Lark the Dominatrix. Mm. And so if you want to check it out, it's easy to see anywhere and everywhere. Very scary. New survey found a question. Do you lie about the number of people you've had sex with? New survey found that one third of respondents said they have lied to their partner. Of those who have lied, 42% were men, 23% were women. Why lie? 21% they thought their current partner would judge them for their real number. 17% of their partner's numbers were so different from theirs 
that they chose a fake number that was closer to their partner's number. Wow. I did enjoy... We know! No. I did enjoy last night during my speech when I was talking about you, and you and I were the product of a blind date. Yeah. And I said, hey, to my buddy, hey, I don't do blind dates. I'm in radio. (laughs) Was it hard doing that and there was no one laughing at you? Uh, No, I was ready for it because most of the jokes that I included in that didn't need, they were kind of funny on their own. I don't need people to laugh at it. Okay. But knowing that's gonna be the case, that it was a cold room, Mm You know that and you present it in that way. Too many times, like a comedian's on stage and they pause for the laughter and there is none. Right. That's a killer. Right. No good. Right. Uh, NASA is working, I love this, is working, I'll do it quick because I know this bores most of you. Uh, They're working with, NASA is working with Nokia. They're launching a 4G phone network to the moon. The Lunar Network will allow astronauts to make calls, stream data, and control robots. So get it. Oh, nice. Get it. They put this Nokia thing on the surface of the moon, and there are robots on the moon working. So through this 4G apparatus, they can control the robots and tell them what to do. Uh, It sounds like they'll be able to do it with normal cell phone technology and they won't need to invent much more to pull the thing off. That's awesome. Do you know, this is crazy to think about, but I love it. We went to the moon in 1969. Mm -hmm. The Apollo vehicle that they landed on the moon your cell phone that you're holding has 100 times the computer power that that vehicle had. Yeah. And they survived it. That's you, scary, isn't it? You could go to the moon with your phone, Linda. Mm. Amazing. That's a little bit, that's a facetious attitude. It really is not. Hang on. All right, you want to hear the latest? No. Good Lord. The latest is cow hugging. Cow hugging. It originated in the Netherlands and is now becoming popular all over the world. Farms are offering cow hugs as stress therapy. People are lining up. Well, I guess you know they did goat yoga, so now we're cow hugging. Apparently the cow's large size Warm body temperature and slow heartbeat helps humans relax. I ha- I will tell you, um, my aunt, we would go a couple of times a year. There was a real full working farm. So me, we lived in a small town, but still that was city compared to where they were. And when we would go, I loved it because they had, as I said, a full working farm. Uh, uh, the fields were planted, cows, horses, ducks, goats, geese, pigs, whatever. I would sit on the fence and watch the cows eat. And it was, for a city kid, it was pretty amazing because they chew sideways and they have no manners. You love to watch animals eat. Yeah, it may have started there. Yeah. Because the cow literally chews sideways. 
They do. Yeah. And they're pigs because they're chewing grass, first of all, ridiculous. Why? And then they let it just fall out of their mouth, spit, hanging down. They are animals, honey. I'm sorry. Do you have to be a pig? Well, I mean, when walk. <laughs> You're a cow. Come on. Hey. I mean, when Walker drinks his water right now, he gets it all over the kitchen floor. Right, he's a pig, too. <laughs> he's chewing on my shoes. No, 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 no. He's, he's no, seriously, we, we can't let him chew on our shoes or our clothes. Okay, choose. Uh, do you want him chewing on that or chewing on the wires okay, of the lamp? I'll just pick up the motherfucking shoes. We're doing a show. Are you listening while you walk around? I am. All right, here we have... No, no shoes, buddy. Ooh, Mark, they're wet, too. Ooh. Uh, this is uh, dirty NFL stadiums. Here are the uncleanest, and then I have the cleanest. There are three of each. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're talking about football, and I just want to tell everybody that Bradley finally won a week. He did, last week. Last week, we woke up to a, a text, and all it said was, suck it, bitches. Bradley, he can't, he can't crap talk us. We are vile with him. And then, of course, you know, I can't let anybody win, so I texted him back, and I said, congratulations, I guess. I mean, it took you seven weeks to win. Is that really a winner? Suck it, bitches. <laughs> Suck it. And he's ahead uh, right now because he picked the Falcons last night. I'm just going to say this. Uh, Bradley do, became... Do we know anything about Teddy Bridgewater? I haven't, I haven't heard. Mm. I've had a day. Uh, because we have ants. Um, so I took Bradley to numerous Panthers games. Uh, took him to a Super Bowl to see the Panthers. Um, last night, the Panthers played the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I created Bradley into a Panthers fan. Bless his heart. Yeah, fuck him. He picked the Falcons. <laughs> well, he figures none of us have a team right now because... Is, is Mark? Are the Patriots going to play Cam now? I, no one. Cam is Cam is playing horribly. They they have said nothing. They they, they have none and none. Um, my assumption is they'll start him, and they're going to tell Jarrett Stidham be ready. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, Cam has not said it. He, in fact, he denied it. But he did the same thing when he was here in Carolina. For some reason, when Cam is hurt, he won't tell anybody. I saw two passes that fell six feet short. But he did test positive for COVID, so maybe there's something going on there. It could be. I don't know. Because they say it lingers. He played awfully. It was terrible. And if he does that again, they're going to bench him and he'll never start again. And sadly for me, as a fan, I could be looking at the end of his career. And then we're not going to have a team. Okay, listen, you need to just chill with all that because we're going to find a team. And it will be the Washington football team. All right. Can I do the stadiums yeah, or not? You're a funny man. Ha ha. All right. Here we go. Ha ha. Hey, hurry it up, though, because for some reason, I have a shit ton of birthdays. It's yeah. like we missed last week, but we didn't. Let me see if I've got. Oh, that's going to be good. What your preferred side of the bed says about you. Oh. I'm not going to have time to do that today, though. Okay. Got to hurry up for your shit. Well. All right, here we go. I'll do this. Uh, do you want the cleanest stadiums or the dirtiest first? Um, let's do the dirtiest first. Aren't they all dirty right now, though? Nope. Your uncleanest. I'll go from, and really, this surprises me. I'll go from number three up to number one. Okay. These are the dirtiest. You and I have been 
in one of them. Number three, we saw the Super Bowl 50 at Levi Stadium, the San Francisco 49ers. They say the dirtiest. It was Uh, a beautiful stadium. I didn't see any dirt. Well, I think what we're talking about, look, the Panthers Stadium, say what you want about the Panthers, very nice stadium, very clean. They have a great volunteer program. A lot of old people up there that can't see. Uh, but they volunteer their time. I'm, I'm kidding. You're, you're close to that. So. The, the, calm down. Uh, they're super nice. It's really clean. It's a great experience. The food is still stadium food, but it's good stadium food. Yeah. You can get by with it. Yeah. Uh, but Levi Stadium, when we were there, it was nice. Yeah. Maybe they cleaned it up for the Super Bowl. Number two, this is what you would expect. The home of the New York Giants and the Jets, MetLife Stadium. Mm. Well, New York. New York is filthy, and people that live there or are from there are pigs. New York. And then number one, our new team, number one, FedEx Field, the Washington football team's home stadium. Really? Yep. Wow. Unclean. Your cleanest. Here we go. Number three, Lucas Oil Stadium, stadium home of the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Number two. <gasps> That's Philip Rivers now, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Number two, Heinz Field, home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, wait. How are the Colts doing? Maybe they'll be our team. Nah. I like Philip Rivers. Well, then go be on that team. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> no, I like Philip too. Uh, number two, Heinz Field, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, Bank Field, T-I-A-A Bank Field, Jacksonville Jaguars. It's because nobody goes. Yeah. <laughs> they got a shitty, uh, shitty team. Um you know, I went to a Green Bay game, and Lambeau Field is one of the oldest. It was so nice. The food was incredible. Oh, I ate, first of all, I ate everything. Hot dogs, <clears throat> then hamburgers, and then I saw somebody with the chili, and I went to get some. You pay a little extra, you get your chili in a Green Bay Packer helmet. Yeah. So fucking good. So fucking good. All right, this is what you want. This is what you're going to get. Okay, you guys, before we start this, mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody, we're turning our clocks back this weekend. I could not believe that when I saw that. And also, don't miss the blue moon tomorrow night. All right, let's get right to the chicken. Because like I said, there's a shit ton of them. And by the way... I just want to remind everybody that I don't do the chicken for children. If you're under 18, I don't do the chicken. Chicken is kind of uppity and judgmental. No, I mean, if I was doing everybody's children, I, it it would be, you know, it's, 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 I don't do children. Here's your answer. You do it for listeners. True. And children should not be listening to the show. I don't think they are. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yep. On 10-19, Robert turned 38. On 10-21, Lisa C. turned 56. On 10-23, Bo from Red Bluff turned 36. On 10-26, Trent Clinton turned 49. Terry Gamson turned 56. On 10-27, Chris and Jay Peters, yes, they're twins, turned 50. 
On 1028, Taylor turned 27 and Vince Furman turned 55. And I don't know why, but I giggled when I saw Furman. Uh, 1030, which is today. Rachel's turning 39. Donnie Fuller's turning 41. John Dreyer's turning 62. Sandra Ballard, 53. Susie Gomez, 60. NC Steph, 43. And Vicki I, 62. That's a lot. Now, listen, I got to tell you, all you ladies... Uh, they're having birthdays and how old you are, you know, young, old, whatever you are. This is where back in the day, I would have made fun of everything about you that you're old or you're dried up or whatever it is. <laughs> See, I can't do that anymore because we live in a different thing. And I'm sitting here, the jokes in my head are hysterical, but I can't say them because you get in trouble. That's one you know that I'm aware how old and dried up you are. I'm just not saying it, all you pigs. <laughs> <clears throat> On Halloween, 1031, Carmen Matthews is turning 56. November 1st, which is Sunday. Can you believe it? Yes. Ruth S. from Redlands is turning 64. Gloria D. from Huntington Park, California is turning 37. You know, here's the thing about now. There are no days. There's no... Right. Monday, Monday is Friday. Friday it, it, is it, Saturday. There, Every day is Saturday. There's no date. It right. doesn't matter. It's the same bullshit every fucking day and i wake up and i look at that yeah every day yeah but now you got the dog and the here's the bitch of it that talks mm -mm 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 -mm. walker does it yes he does yeah he does walker talk. likes to talk back uh november 2nd margo's turning 62 jesus frank westman's turning 52 and on 11 3 corina g is turning 31 happy birthday everybody Very scary. Uh, here's what's scary. This is the last time I'll speak with you before the election. Uh, by the time we do this show again, we hopefully will know who the we president won't. is going to be. We won't know. Um, the uh, last plea, and I think you've seen the ploy to get you to vote pretty much anywhere you look. Last night, Thursday night football, it was on the field. Yep. Vote. Um, bottom line is this. Well, I mean, it's your right. You should vote. Agreed. But I don't think we've ever had a, an election that's more important than this one um, in every level. Um, and so when you do wake up on whatever day it is, probably won't be the fourth, uh, but whatever day it is that you wake up and you hear the result, uh, you want to know that at least the majority of people voted so that there's a good representation of what the country wants. Uh, so uh, they're saying, now if you're gonna go, stand in line, great. Uh, they're saying that if you're voting by mail. It's too late, take it in. Right, if you haven't mailed it yet, don't mail it. Take your ballot that's filled out and drop it in a drop box. Make sure it's official. You were saying how you know it's official? What it's color? marked how it is, yeah. Okay, so just drop it off. Don't mail it, no good anymore. So go vote. Pick one and go vote. You have really one place where you can exercise your right as a bona fide citizen of the United States and this is it. Your option to vote, your voice is heard. Uh, as I told you guys last week, I was adamant about this. I wasn't going to let Donald Trump or any of his followers frighten me. 
I went and I stood in line. I went to the booth. I watched my choices go in. It then printed it and I was told to take it to the collection machine. I watched my vote be counted and I knew that it went in. I was adamant, I'm going and I went and so did Linda. We voted. We didn't get a sticker. They didn't have stickers. They gave us a pen. Well, it's called a stylus so that we wouldn't have to touch the screen. But I wanted a fucking sticker. So did I. But we voted. So you do still have time to early vote, no matter where you are. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow ends. I did read. Tomorrow ends for us. I don't know where it is anywhere else. Well, I did read that there are a lot of polling places that are being shut down. Uh, in primarily democratic states because of COVID, they say. At any rate, vote. Even if you have to stand in line, even if you have to look hard for a place to vote because they're shutting some of them down like I just said. This is my last chance to tell you to vote. It counts. It's worthwhile. And it's your future. Vote. Let your voice be heard. Uh, That's it. Well, oh. I just want to say happy Halloween, even though it kind of sucks this year, but enjoy the full moon. And, and when is that exactly? Tomorrow. On Hall- is tomorrow Halloween? <laughs> like Mark says, he don't even know what day it is. I, I, I really don't, nor do I care to. Uh, so it'll be November next time we speak. Everybody have a great Halloween. Um, be careful. You know, think twice before you get into a whole bunch of big parties with a whole bunch of people our neighbors had one last night we were invited didn't go well we couldn't go but even if we couldn't go we wouldn't have gone it's true yeah uh Uh, the full moon the blue moon is tomorrow october 30 uh october 31st at 5 51 p.m eastern so set your clock back enjoy oh my god we're, we're gaining an hour losing Fall back. We're losing. No. We, we gain an hour. We, we might be falling back, but we gain an hour. If you get up at 6 in the morning, it's actually 5 in the morning. If you go to bed... Right, at, but I've gained an hour for that day, and well, then I'm going to go to bed earlier the next yes, day. Yes, yes. But most people look at this as losing an hour. Cause no, you gain an hour of sleep. You don't. You do. Linda, if you normally wake up at 6 a.m. When you spring ahead is when you lose your hour. No. Oh, my God. Linda, if when you fall back, so let's say it's... When you fall back, you gain an hour. All right, look. I'm not going to do this with you. Listen to me. Okay, you guys, when, when, have a great weekend. I am going to take off my headphones, get my dog, and go take him to potty. When, and then I'm going to have taquitos for lunch. You see, but you're and th- I got to go make the guacamole. So, bye, y'all. When you fall back, you get up at 6. It's actually 5. You have lost an hour. You don't even know what you're saying. Happy Halloween. Love it now, everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Skeleton Jack might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Mom and Jack is king of the pumpkin patch, everyone will.
Time. Time. If I could turn 